0: Hey mama. My name's Diana Ballard and welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Prior to becoming a mom, I realized that if I wanted to continue living a life of passion, adventure and fulfillment, I needed to learn from people who lived that way while having a family. In 2012, I started interviewing any mom that would talk to me. After hundreds of interviews, I found a pattern that the moms who struggled less all had similar foundational skill sets, mindsets and habits. I started mom training, our live workshops, and the mom training podcast to continue my research process in a way that included other moms and families. My goal is to help other moms increase their joy, love, and fulfillment by creating an environment where we can learn and thrive together. Come learn the skill sets and strategies for a happy home, peaceful relationships, inspiration to be your best self, and more than enough time to do what you love while enjoying your family. Welcome to the Mom Training community where we learn, cry, and laugh together as we navigate motherhood. I'm Diana, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Hey ladies, it is that time again. Go to momtraining.org and check out our Black Friday sales. And if you've been putting off Mom Training, this is a great time for you to jump in with both feet with an awesome sale. Momtraining.org for our Black Friday deals. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today we are going to focus on meditation and mindfulness. Now, to some of us, it might seem like meditation and mindfulness is for the hippies or the people that really like to do yoga, or things like that. But I'm going to tell you right now with this conversation, we're going to hope to sway you to at least try meditation and mindfulness and realizing that this is a wonderful thing that we can practice on a daily basis that will help us mentally, spiritually, physically, all the way around. Okay? So as, as for me, when I first learned about mindfulness and meditation, I didn't think that I needed this as much. But the more that I have become a mom and had to practice this more and more, I realized how important it is to be able to silence our mind, to be able to be aware of the things around us, the things we're thinking and the things that we're doing. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today. So um, we are going to be talking to Jessica Harmon. Uh, She is a wife, a mother of five, and a certified meditation coach, and you can truly say that meditation has changed her life from from knowing how to handle difficult relationships and challenges life brings, to managing her mental health. Her practices of meditation and mindfulness have taken her life from survive to thrive. So Jessica, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Hello. So glad to be here.
0: I, I'm really excited to touch on this topic because this is definitely something that I have had to grow in as a person to realize that, you know, if I'm pushing and doing all these these things, like I will burn out if I'm not being careful with my mind and being still and being able to be aware of what I'm, you know, experiencing in my mind and in my body and all those things. So tell us a little bit how you got into meditation and mindfulness.
1: Sure. I, it was kind of a seemingly coincidence at the time, this was right before COVID, a friend invited me to take a a 40 day meditation challenge with Brooke Snow, who is a huge leader, I feel like in Christian meditation, and you should look her up if you haven't yet. Um, and I just thought, okay, sure. Meditation. Like, yeah, just like you described at the beginning of this podcast, you hear about it. Ooh, meditation, like sounds like it's for the people that want to sit for hours in Tibet. Um, but I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. There was something that just seemed really light about it that I wanted to try. And it was just weeks after that, that COVID hit and all of my kids came home and having done homeschool before and, as a mom who has worked really hard to love having my children home, this was unexpected and I wasn't really mentally prepared for it, but I found that just taking this little bit of time each day really put me in a different space mentally and emotionally. And it was really exciting that I decided to look a little bit more into it and found a course and got excited about that. And long story short, now I've been working with clients and teaching courses for the last couple of years. and never ceases to amaze me how I continue to learn these principles. It just seems like as I'm teaching the principle of self-compassion in my women's mindfulness workshop this week, things happen to me this week that helps me practice and instill that principle even deeper. It's it's really amazing because no one gives you a handbook when you're a parent or a wife like, this is how to do it. <laughs> or, you know, there's how to be a neighbor, how to do this. Life teaches you by experience. And I feel like these tools of mindfulness and meditation have just been the exact tools to, like I said, in my intro, like to take me from survive to thrive in ways that I could not imagine.
0: Wow. So just for example purposes, like what can you do now mentally that you might've struggled with before, if that makes sense?
1: It's a great question. I was thinking about this actually uh, this last week or two, as I was thinking about talking with you today. And I just started brainstorming a little bit about me a few years ago. Like I, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is five. And I was just looking at the ways I approach parenting with my five-year-old that are very different than when my oldest was five. And I've practiced a lot of self-compassion to not beat myself up about some certain things that I, I know are probably different in her life with her personality because of how I parented, but patience doesn't come naturally to me. Um, I found there was a lot of power struggle between me and my children. I was very reactive, uh, very much on survival mode in for, like I described all those things that we're just learning by experience. And yet I was just reacting Versus now with a lot of the tools that I've practiced, my, I honestly believe God gave me my nine-year-old to help me instill so many of these principles. She gives me lots of opportunities to practice and I used to see it as such a trial. And now I see it as such a blessing because really it just gives me opportunities every day to use these and become a better parent.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, well, and honestly, I think we can all look back on our parenting in the beginning and be like, oh,
1: <laughs> sure. surely we've all grown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but so yeah, I
0: love, I love that you were able to look at your challenges more as opportunities to grow. And honestly, you need mental stability to be able to see that it's a growing experience. And so do you feel like meditation has helped you have more mental stability?
1: 100%. 100%. I feel like it's shown me that there's space for me to choose where before it just felt like I had to just respond and react to whatever was happening in the moment to where now like it's okay to take a couple of deep breaths and process what's going on and choose what comes out of my mouth.
0: Wow. Yeah, and it's hard in some of those situations where things are happening so quickly or I mean, there are moments when you can just snap. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is totally. happening again, right? Totally. Um, yeah, I love that. So I, I love that you said that you do like, you know, some breathing and stuff. I guess let's let's clarify just a little bit, like what meditation can look like, because you know, a lot of us do think of people, you know, sitting for hours and meditating or, Oh, I have to take 20 minutes every morning. And you say that to an overwhelmed, tired mom, that's not going to be something she can apply right in the moment. So what can meditation look like?
1: such a good question. And something that I was so pleased to discover because yeah, you don't have time for very many extra things when you're, when you're a mom, when you have a household, even if you're, home all day or you're working, regardless, you really have to be intentional about your time. So the beautiful thing about meditation is literally in less than a minute, you can receive benefits from the different types of meditation. So if we do, if we were to just throw out some of the benefits of meditation and maybe even step back first to give you the definition of meditation and mindfulness, mindfulness has to do with the present, So your present thoughts, your present feelings, things happening in the moment, your awareness of what's happening right here, right now. Meditation has to do with, in the past or in the future. So whether I'm kind of visioning out something that I want to have happen or trying to create, or maybe there's a past experience I'm trying to get over or some trauma or some regret or guilt working through, you can use meditation to go to those places in the past or the future. So if you're to think about mindfulness and meditation, and there's several different tools that I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about briefly, but The benefits, just to name a few, relaxation, moving from our fight or flight into our rest and digest, parasympathetic, which is a great example of living in survival mode. That's usually when we're tense, when we're reactive, rather than moving from a place of power and cognitive clarity is another thing that meditation and mindfulness can give you, can decrease stress. Um, Other, there's a whole list of physical benefits, such as improving your circulation, improving your digestion, or even mental benefits, like improving your focus. And like I said, cognitive clarity and the emotional um, benefits, such as self-compassion and patience. So the list goes on and on. And there's research behind all of these benefits that showing these simple acts of meditation and mindfulness can really bring you those benefits but literally in less than 30 seconds so for example if we wanted to just take breath for an example breath as one of the tools of meditation and mindfulness if you have never really thought about it you're all really good at breathing like we do it without thinking right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do it every single day but when was the last time you really stopped and just took a deep Try to fill up your diaphragm and then slowly let it all out. It feels good. (laughs) Even just one deep breath, right? Can lower your stress, bring a little bit of relaxation. And there's a, a quote I love that I feel like I use anytime I talk about meditation and mindfulness. And it comes from Viktor Frankl, who, if you know of him or maybe have heard of him, he wrote Man's Search for Meaning He lived back in World War II times, and he was a a psychiatrist and a neurologist who worked with, his passion was working with um, people who are contemplating suicide or have survived attempted suicides, and then went through, as a Jew, concentration camps, lost his father in one, lost his mother and brother in another, lost his wife in another, four different concentration camps. But after surviving those, it was almost like all of the things he had learned as a psychiatrist and a neurologist, he was able to put into practice. And what he came out saying, one of his, I feel like most quoted quotes, he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. So if you think about breath as helping you recognize that space, I love in my house where our kitchen is, there's a hallway that goes down to two of my children's bedroom or three of them, two of them share and and another one's in another room. I'm in the kitchen making dinner or whatever it is. And I hear them fighting in that room. I have come to be so grateful for that hallway because it gives me some space to take some deep breaths. And instead of going in and adding to the contention and getting mad at him or getting mad at her, I have a second to say, okay, maybe we need a little lightheartedness right now. I can crack a joke or I can calmly help some communication with a conversation. Okay, guys, let's just slow this down for a minute. Listen to her side. Listen to his side. Just, just simply by taking a, I mean, the hallway is not very big. It takes me probably three seconds to walk. But just those couple of deep breaths put me in a place of, all right, what do we need in this moment? And I go in calm and am able to actually help facilitate peace. Not that they always end with their arms around each other and whatever, but I don't contribute to the contention in that moment.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I I mean, it is easy for us to, you know, go in and be like, what's going on, you know, And you're right. I never thought about like it as adding contention to the moment, but you're right. Like that, that is, and to be able to be the one that is stable and like direct in our, you know, communication with them in like a positive way is amazing. So I love that. And I love that the walk down the hallway can be the thing that, gives us that little bit of space. And it really doesn't have to be that challenging. You don't have to Zen for a whole minute in the kitchen before you walk it down into their room. Like it's just being mindful in the moment of, I need to breathe and be still as I walk to their room and make a choice of how I'm going to react.
1: Yeah. And do you see how it keeps me from being in that reactive fight or flight of just like trying to address the problem And I feel like my hallway has just kind of given me a visual for that space that we talked about. But a lot of times it was actually such a payday a couple of years ago when one of my friends or one of my sons was talking to one of his friends. I don't know how it came up. It was in front of me or in the car or something like, oh yeah, well, my mom just got so mad about this or, oh, my mom always gets mad about this or something like that. And then my son said, yeah, but a lot of times my mom gets really mad She'll just stop and close her eyes and take a deep breath. And then she'll say, sorry, guys, let's try that again. I was like, oh, yay. That's awesome. (laughs) Because you don't always have a hallway. And sometimes I do have to say, okay, I'm sorry, guys. And I do, I just have to close my eyes. Sometimes I go in the bathroom and just like, I do react wrong or, you know, in a way that maybe wasn't the best first. And I got to leave it for a minute. And then I come back and apologize. And like, I recognize you guys that that wasn't the best way for mom to respond. Can we try it again? Or what about this instead? And I think it's actually really healthy for them to see positive patterns of healthy mental health in being able to make mistakes and know that it's okay because they are, totally in the stages. I mean, our whole lives we're learning, right? But they're in those stages of learning how to react and respond and communicate and to know it's okay to make mistakes. You can say sorry, you can start over, you can calm yourself down. And for a while I beat myself up about that, like, ah no, I should get it right every time. But have come to realize I think it's good for our kids to see us processing and using the tools that we have.
0: Well I'm glad that you said that because I've been um So I've done some like breathing exercises where you like breathe in, but then you cut, you kind of like exhale with noise, not like, in like, ah, you know, but like, like, you know, just like really let it out or like breathe in and like actually have some pressure as like you blow out. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And sometimes
0: that is like one of my best ways of relieving stress. Mm
1: -hmm. Well,
0: so my daughter, my seven-year-old has started to notice that and started asking questions. And I've kind of felt like, oh, should I show her that I'm like stressed in the moment? Like, I I guess that's, I've been kind of conflicted with like the idea of like, you know, letting her know that I'm feeling stressed. Like, so, but what you're saying is you think it's a good thing that we're showing some of our, like our coping things and that we're human pretty much is what that is really saying. Like we struggle too, and I'm feeling stressed right now because I'm having to get, five people like myself and four kids ready to go somewhere. And I need to just let some some steam off. That's literally what I'm doing. So tell me your ideas on that, I guess, because I I still am like a little bit concerned. So like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think that's beautiful that you're aware of that and recognizing that and that you have a tool that you have been using in a lot of the research I've seen as far as raising children and the different ways we can help them feel their feelings, I feel like it's kind of a big tagline right now. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like for myself and a lot of friends who are raising children right now, when we grew up, there wasn't a whole lot of talk around, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It was a lot of like, you know, shape up, or this is how you should act, or this is how you should, how you should do this or that. That I think with the mental health challenges going on right now, and so many people struggling with depression and anxiety, another tool of meditation and mindfulness is awareness. That rather than criticizing ourselves or putting ourselves down for having certain feelings or emotions, we have a curiosity. We're just aware what am I feeling right now? What do I need right now? And knowing it's okay to be stressed it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry, but to have an awareness to again, use that space to stop for a minute. What am I feeling? It's okay to be sad. What could be causing this? It just helps you break it down for a minute. So with your daughter for her to see like, okay, yeah, this is a hard situation. What is my mom doing about this? I have hard situations. Maybe I could try that. Rather than, you know, we teach them, you should act like this. You shouldn't act like that. It's to say, okay, this is something you can do when you want to move from being angry to being peaceful.
0: Right. Well, and so just kind of going into the topic of the types of meditation, we've talked about breathing. Um, I know that another one that I've taught my daughter, which I'm sure you're going to go into is like visualization of like, she has a little knob inside that when she's, you know, upset, we can see like, okay, what number are you at on here? And, oh, I'm at like a seven or eight of being angry. Okay, well, let's, you know, turn it down to a six and then stay for a second and then turn it down to a five and then a four and until we can kind of calm down. And so, and she's, you know, and I've used that with her multiple times when she's been upset and she has come back to me and said like, oh, like I used my little knob today to calm down. And I'm like, Oh, amazing. Because it, it really is like a beautiful thing to be able to visualize, you know, someone will like visualize like something pouring into a cup or like, you know, walking on the beach or different things like that. But, um, so we have breathing and we have visualization. Um, what other thoughts do you have about different types of meditation?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, visualization is a beautiful one because I feel like it can take us from a place of, being out of control and put us into a place of power. For example, um, again, with, with my daughter who I love, um, piano practicing was really hard for a long time. She has a very strong personality, very strong willed. And so I'd sit down to help her and I didn't know anything. This is an that's an F sharp, sweetie. Then, then the chord will be right. No, mom. No, it's not. I've been playing the piano for 30 years. Pretty sure that's an F sharp. No, mom. My teacher said that Like she just has this really, really strong will and always wants to be right, which is going to serve her well someday. But I found us over and over and over just ending both of us in tears, nothing getting accomplished. And this was happening in so many areas. She was probably six or seven at the time. And I was in my meditation one morning. Um, I love to start my morning with prayer. And I sat there just thinking about her and what am I not seeing? What is going on inside of her that I felt like I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to do all the things that I thought she needed, but just knew there was something I was missing. So I closed my eyes and I visualized us from the day before at the piano sitting next to her and where the piano is in our house that you walk up the stairs and there's a little, um, b- banister that you can see over into the piano. And in my mind's eye, I just sat there looking from the banister down at us on the piano. And I just said, what am I not seeing? What do I need to know about her that will help me be what she needs me to be and not let it escalate into these huge meltdowns. And I sat there for a while and I just looked at us I looked at her, I looked at her little face as she was getting frustrated. And then the words came to mind, tell her, I hear you. Just say to her, I hear you. I thought, okay, I can try that. That's simple enough. And I just practiced in my mind, looking at her face saying, I hear you. I hear you visualizing us in that scenario. Well, lo and behold, later that day, an opportunity came for me to try this out. I think we were in the kitchen. It was for school. And there was something she wanted, a treat or something that she couldn't have at that time for choosing a healthy snack. And she started escalating, getting all worked up. And I remembered my visualization from that morning. I just got down on her level. And I said, I hear you. Do you know what happened? Like literally her whole body just... She just relaxed. It was like all the things that I thought I was doing to help and trying to be patient or say the right thing or whatever was just making her feel like she was not being heard. Like what she wanted in that moment, mom just didn't understand. And just by saying, I hear you, and I said it again, I hear you. I know you really want to have that, but wouldn't a healthy snack be a better way to? You know, come home and rejuvenate after a day at school. I don't remember what I said, but I have used that so many times with her and a couple of my other children that being able to sit for a minute with myself and see her in a different light and have my heart and mind open to receiving what I needed came because I visualized us in that scenario. Wow.
0: That's amazing. Well, and you, you brought up a good point about prayer as well is another form of meditation. I would consider, I wouldn't have thought about that as, as a way of meditation, but I guess it is sitting and reflecting and, but doing it with a higher being or with God.
1: Yes. I think there's so many words that are kind of interchangeable in that, in that area, whether you you know, ponder, reflect, think, But I have been finding they use the word meditate almost as often as all of those other words. But I have found for me personally in in my own religious practice that before I pray, if I'll take a minute to just center and I actually use visualization here to imagine connecting like my heart and my mind up above to my father in heaven and then going back down and grounding me to the earth to just like remember the support that I have. And just put myself in a place of receiving so that then if my prayers is a conversation or a pleading or a pouring out, then sometimes it's in the middle of my prayer. Sometimes it's after my prayer to sit in that place. And it doesn't have to be for five minutes. It can be for one minute. And there've been times when this is all the time I have. And I set a timer. I'm going to meditate for two minutes, meaning I'm just going to sit in that stillness And just breathe. And yeah, sometimes when my mind wanders, that's okay. That's totally normal. But to be in a place of receiving and channel my mind to those areas I want to focus it on. I think it's kind of a misconception. And there are different types of meditation that are the emptying of your mind. But meditation is so much more than that. It's, It's only to clear your mind to be able to receive what you're meant to receive. So it's really more of a focusing, which focus is a type of meditation that people who feel like they have a really hard time with the monkey brain here, there, and technology does not help in any way with, you know, all that we have coming at us, but just focusing on counting your breaths or having a candle in front of you or an image. Maybe your eyes are open and you're focusing on the tree in front of you, just practicing a focus meditation for a couple of minutes a day can help strengthen your mind's ability to focus for longer periods improving your, your cognitive clarity. So that's another one that can be really beneficial.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was going to say like how powerful our minds are in being able to receive that inspiration, be able to problem solve. I mean, our brains are absolutely spectacular in being able to do that. But it is so challenging when we're distracted and we're pulled so many different ways. And it's really hard to be a mother and know what a specific child needs when we're pulled so many different directions. And so, you know, when we're struggling with a child or, you know, wanting to know what direction to go, it, it really, the meditation is the time when we can silence everything outside and let the inside of our brain work things out or receive inspiration. Cause I believe that, that, you know, we do have the ability to receive messages and inspiration for our life to be better.
1: Yes. I I think if we knew how powerful our thoughts were, we would never think another negative thought there is. So, I mean, in which leads us into like mantras and affirmations, which is a whole nother category of meditation where you actually choose the thoughts that you're putting in your mind to help you become something that you're wanting to become, or to help remind you of something that's true that you've maybe not understood completely. Do you want me to give a couple of examples? Yeah, I'd love to hear Yeah. Like, for example, so a really simple example of an affirmation an affirmation is a message to yourself. So, like, an I am statement. Um, and it's more than just like a Cheering yourself on, like, I am also awesome. my, you know, this is like something maybe you want to change. Really simple, maybe kind of silly example. Um, several months ago, my husband and I were talking about, I think we were planning something and looking at Airbnbs or whatever. And he had sent me a couple. What do you think about these? And they all look fine. And, you know, I kind of said to him, Oh, they all look great. And he's like, Well, which one do you like better? Which one do you think? And I was like, Well, any of them, any of them could be good. And he looked at me. My husband is not one that like isn't it picky or i wish you would do this or which he's like pretty easygoing but he looked at me and he's like it really bothers me how indecisive you are sometimes and i was like wait what i'm indecisive like i thought it was easygoing and, and it just kind of caught me off guard but the more i thought of it i i was just kind of reflecting on i want to be a decisive person especially if that's going to help my relationship with my husband I want to be a decisive person if that's going to benefit me in in some way. And I started thinking about it. So I just started practicing and I practiced it for about two months. Every morning, I just three times took three deep breaths and said, I am decisive. I am decisive. Just three times with my breath. And noticed as we'd be maybe talking about going on a date and, oh, well, where should we go to eat or whatever? Oh, this sounds good. That sounds good. What do you think? And instead of, oh, well, whatever, those both sound good. In my mind would come the words, I am decisive. And even though I don't really care about the two, I knew it meant something to him to decide. And so I'd say, oh yeah, this restaurant sounds great. Let's do that. How does that sound to you? And after, after a couple months, I kind of looked at him one time and was like, Have you noticed how decisive I'm being like, and we kind of joke about it, but it was just a really simple, really beautiful example of how we can retrain our mind to go where we want it to go. Another one with mantras, which mantra broken down means word vehicle in Sanskrit. That's what it means. And a mantra is more of like a message to the world. Like there is plenty of time for all that is needful is one that I use all the time. Because if you find yourself saying, there's never enough time, I'm always tired. I'm always so busy. Then what are you going to feel? I'm always so tired. I'm always too busy. There's never enough time. And I found myself saying that often as I'm running to soccer practice or I'm running a kid to ballet or this or that, and I'm watching the clock and she forgot her cleats, So we got to turn around and go back and like, I hadn't noticed it until I started thinking about this with mantras and learning about mantras that it was physically affecting me. I'm driving, I'm behind the wheel and I'm looking at the clock and we hit a stoplight and I'm, you know, stressed inside. Then I'm getting frustrated with my kids because it's their fault that we're late. It's not my fault. So I heard that mantra. There is, some, it was something to the effect of there's plenty of time. And so I thought I'm going to put this to the test. And I practiced in the morning saying to myself, there is plenty of time for all that is needful. When I was in the car, driving to to soccer, just a few days after I started practicing this, we were running a few minutes behind and I started feeling my stress rising. And I remembered the mantra I had practiced. And I said, there is plenty of time for all that is needful. Literally felt that my shoulders drop, relaxation. And the next thought that came was, If we're two minutes late for soccer practice, it's going to be okay. I use that mantra, I kid you not, every single day. And it's amazing how most of the time we're on time. Most of the time things work out, but it has put me in a completely different mental space and shifted the way I see time to where we're usually on time. And I have plenty of time for all that is needful. It's been so beautiful. Awesome. Well, and I, I
0: love that um, we can have more control over our mind. Because, you know, we can't control everything outside of us, but we can work on our own self and our, our body and our minds. And, you know, it, it makes a difference. It really it does. does.
1: And I'm so excited for our class because it's very simple. Once you learn how to break down thoughts that you're already having thoughts that you didn't choose, thoughts that just kind of come, you know, that are negative. Just like if you have a field, what usually grows there? Weeds pop up. Well, no one planted those weeds. You have to choose what you plant if you want it to grow. I mean, if you water the weeds, they're going to grow. If you keep telling yourself, I'm always tired, I'm always stressed yeah, you're going to keep feeling that way, but there's some really simple ways you can take what you're thinking and change it into something that is productive and gives you the positive energy that you need.
0: Yeah. So ladies in our workshop, uh, our next workshop, Jessica's going to actually be teaching us about how to take these meditation and mindfulness skills Uh, affirmations, mantras, whatever, you know, being able to sit down and refocus yourself into our holiday season. So we're, we're right in the middle of all the fun festivities and the family time and all the extra events to go to. And it's so much fun, but how much better would it be if we were still and could actually truly enjoy the moment? Because I've been there where it's literally like screeching into the next event, right? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, we got to get dressed. We got to do this. Hey, we're going, we go to it. I come put the kids to bed. We wake up in the morning, we start over, we do all these things. And it just, it's more of like going through the motions, at least for us as moms, where it's like, hey, maybe, maybe everyone else had a good time, but I don't know about you, but I was, (laughs) you know, just feeling stressed about the, what the thing yesterday, and then now it's going into the next one. And, you know, all the the presents for teachers and all the different things that, that are added on with the holidays and making sure we give a good, you know, Christmas morning to our children and how much pressure that can be if we're not careful. And um, so I am really excited for this workshop uh, about how to use this meditation and mindfulness around the holidays. So Jessica, why don't you share a little bit about your thoughts about how we're going to implement that in our next workshop here.
1: Yeah. I mean, just kind of like we talked about life with even as parenting, like the older you get, you, you learn some lessons along the way, like these tools are only useful if you have opportunities to use them and what better way to try them out than over the holiday season, which like you said, is usually stressful. I mean, not only are there all the to-dos and all the busy, there's often relationships that you're going to be at a party with someone that maybe you have a strained relationship with. And how do you approach that? Or it's all of the things that come along with the holiday seasons. I'm going to help you look at these different tools of meditation and mindfulness and come away with real life takeaways, ways you can practice them in very simple, you know, two to five minutes a day that can be used and tried out on the holiday seasons that can give you some experience with like. Yes. Okay. I love affirmations, or okay, that visualization really worked. Or okay, maybe I need a mantra for this. Or okay, next time I'm going to try taking a few deep breaths. And we'll break it down in a way that makes them really applicable and ready to try out with all that's going to come at you in the holiday season.
0: Yeah. And I, that's so needed. And I think there's so much focus on us as moms putting, our energy and love and attention out of us right now to like give to other people. It's, you know, this is a season of giving Mm -hmm. and gratefulness and everything that I think it's a really important time for us to have an hour workshop, right out of our busy schedule to focus on us and how to bring us in to Mm -hmm. ourselves so that we can be the person that we want to be over the holidays
1: Yeah. And I think we don't realize how much we hold on to that doesn't serve us. Our children are stressed about this or our husband's going through that. And we kind of take it and we kind of hold on to it. And I think we forget sometimes that self-care is not selfish. Self-care is best when it is really life-giving for us. Yeah. Getting our nails done might be nice or buying a new outfit might be nice or getting a massage. Those things might be nice. But when you're doing self-care that is actually beneficial for your mental health and your physical health, it goes so far in being the the woman that you want to be.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So ladies, if you are not in mom training yet and you would like to tap into this workshop that's coming up um, on November 29th. Um, There are multiple options for you to join us. You can pay just for workshop, which is $29, or you can join in our membership, our monthly or a yearly membership to come and learn how you can have more peace in your life and more stillness and enjoyment and rest during this holiday season. So Jessica, thank you for sharing your ideas of meditation and mindfulness today. I know that I definitely learned some things and want to start implementing that more in my daily practice because it really does feel so much better when your mind has a chance to be still and to problem solve on its own without a million different voices trying to influence you know your actions and your thoughts and everything on a daily basis so thank you so much for for sharing that with us and we're really looking forward to your workshop uh in a week and a half and ladies i hope you will go and practice these things. Um, Jessica, real quick, before we go, tell, tell our um, audience here where they can find you.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, just at Jessica Harmon. My name is a little different, J E S I K A. When your parents go into the baby nursery and there's four other Jessicas. They decide they might spell it a little differently when they love the name. So yeah, Jessica Harmon on Instagram and Facebook, where I try to share different tidbits, little useful information about meditation and mindfulness and ways that I use it. You can also find me on YouTube where I'm, I'm building a collection of guided meditations and just YouTube at Jessica Harmon there and often share on my different social media sites when I'm teaching a workshop or when I'm taking new clients. So you can see that there.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jessica, so much. We sure have enjoyed Um, learning from you today. Ladies, all of those links will be in the show notes. So you can go and check that out. And we hope that you will have peace and mindfulness throughout your day today. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast. Hey mama, thank you so much for hanging out with me and letting me be a part of your day. If you'd like to see how I apply some things that we talk about tips, some mom humor, or just to connect deeper, Follow me on Instagram at Diana Ballard Live. If this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the lifeblood for a podcaster and it helps me so much. If you'd like to learn more about me or mom training and how we can help you implement more things you learn here on the Mom Training Podcast to make life flow smoother, to be more fulfilled and create and protect what you love, head to dianaballard.com. There are free downloads, online programs, our mom training membership with our monthly workshops and other resources to help you create the life you want. Thanks for tuning in. Know I'm always rooting for you and believing in you. I am Diana Ballard and this is the mom training podcast.